You're listening to Comedy Central. I was watching the news. It happened again this week. Another dude got out of jail. They exonerated him on DNA evidence. It's been happening just every week. Somebody gets out of jail on the dude did 18 years in jail. Then they, it's crazy. Then they let him out and they said, "What you gonna do, man?" He's like, "Man, I'm just gonna go down south, you know, and just sit on my mama's porch and breathe fresh air." I'm like, "That's it." Let me tell you something, if I do 18 years in jail for something I didn't do, when I get out, I'ma do something! <laughs> That's 18 years credit. I've already done the time, now it's time to do the crime. You hear me? <laughs> I, got a, I got a crime credit card. I'm just gonna commit crimes and swipe. Doop! Doop! Give me your money, old lady. Doop! Damn right I'm not wearing a mask. You just tell him it was me, the credit card bandit. This is gonna be a crime forecast. I'll be back in court the next day. The judge will be looking at my records like, mm mm, ah, mm, ah. Mr. Edwards, it says right here, uh, we let you out yesterday and you, you, you robbed the old lady. That's four years. I'm like, that's right, motherfucker. That's four years taking off my card. <laughs> and I got 14 left. And hurry up, I got a lot more stuff I got to do. <laughs> I got banks to rob, hoes to pimp, and crack to sell. <laughs> I told you I ain't do it in the first place. As a matter of fact, I don't like the way you're looking at me, Judge. I smacked the hell out of you. <laughs> That's a year, take it off my card, dude. And don't let me use the rest of this card up in this court. Yo, that's my time. My name is Ian Edwards. You just heard Ian Edwards. He's got a uh, new special coming out, right? Does, Bill, Burr, yeah. Bill Burr presents Bill Burr Ian Edwards. July 12th on wow. Comedy Central. On Comedy Central. Welcome to Stand Up with Chris Stefano. Chris Stefano, Nicole Boyce, Comedy Central Chloe. Obs, Gail's Backyard Honey, Obs. <laughs> Good day. Good day. How you feeling? You feeling good? I feel good. We got a cellar episode. Oh my god. You love the cellar. I do love the comedy cellar. The comedy cellar, here's the thing. Here's what it is with the comedy cellar. Yeah, let's get into it. It's you know, most comedians at least feel it's the best comedy club in the country. Yeah. Um, between the comedy cellar and the comedy store. Okay. Um, it's certainly the best comedy club in New York. And what I mean by best comedy club is I mean like the caliber of comedians that go on go on stage. There's just like the highest percentage of actual professional comedians. Mm -hmm. Most of the mm -hmm. comedy clubs in New York are great. And it like you yeah. can easily have a, a shit show at the comedy cellar, but a really yeah. great show at another club. Uh -huh. You know, it just depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But majority of the times the comedy cellar is like it's all professional comedians. The woman who books the club, Esty, has been booking it for like 35 years. Damn. And, you know, she's just like not impressed. You know what I mean? It's like you have to be really good to, for yeah. her to want to use you because she's, you know, booked Dave Chappelle when he was 17. Like, right, so right, you, yeah. you know, doing The Tonight Show, which is a big deal for other comedy clubs. Uh -huh. Like, she, it just does, she just doesn't care. It's like, it's not good enough. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, she's a big part of the, of the culture there. But as be, I've been there for six years now, it's like okay. you have to use the comedy seller more than it uses you. So it's like you have to be able to go and try new jokes and don't get locked into that. There's a mindset there like, oh my God, I can't fuck up. She'll never book me again. Uh, you can't do that. Okay. You can do. You have to do that initially, but sure. once you prove 
that you can do it yeah. and she trusts you then because because there are a lot of comedians that just stay doing the same 15 minutes because it's the comedy cell and then they then they don't grow but you can get so much better so so much quicker because you have to usually follow really stiff competition mm-hmm. and that's true yeah. Yeah, yeah and a lot of the things that are going on in comedy mm-hmm. like right now usually revolves somebody from the comedy cellar is usually involved. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it like all has to go through there, but like- It's just a pillar of the community. There's a pil- also a television show. I was just <laughs> gonna get to that. There's a television show on Comedy Central oh, called okay. This Week at the Comedy Cellar. Wow. VQ. It showcases all the cellar comedians and stuff? Yeah, it showcases all the cellar comedians doing- and like the community. And yeah, but like doing um, topics that are topical stuff, to- right, things that are going right. on That's that week. That's so cool about that show. We shoot it throughout the week at the Comedy Cellar and it airs Friday. So everything you see on that show has been done on stage in the last four or five days. Oof, yes. And hot. it's really cool oh, because course. comedians don't have to burn their material. They can save it for their specials or for their late night sets or whatever they may want to do because it's just topical material. There you go. Wow. It's great. And also, you know, the Comedy Cellar now, they have three rooms. They have the Comedy Cellar at 117 McDougal. Mm-hmm. And then they have the Fat Black Pussycat, right. which is right around the corner. Yeah. Which is like a casual comedy cellar room, and then right downstairs they have the Village Underground, which is right. where they shoot this week at the Comedy Cellar, yeah. which is a bigger venue than the traditional Comedy Cellar on McDougal Street, but it's all like Comedy Cellar comedians. Right, so right, right. Yeah. it gives us an opportunity to like work out our material for three different sure. groups of people because it's crazy. Like in comedy and stand up, like the venue dictates the audience. Like the Comedy Cellar cellar, that it's actually a lot more fo- foreigners now because it's become so famous. Oh, um, so like uh, you'll get like a, a table from uh-huh. like Switzerland uh-huh. where at the Village Underground and the Fat Black, it still happens, but it's right. less likely. Most New Yorkers, like uh-huh. real New Yorkers, will go to the Fat Black. It's cheaper. It's right. more casual. They know that place from like just going out and drinking there. And they're like, yeah. oh, shit, we there a comedy here now. Yeah. It's a very New York vibe there. Um, let me ask you this. When you're yes. performing at the cellar, are mm-hmm. you th- performing with the audience in mind? The the staff at the cellar in mind because you're trying to impress them or the comics there because they're all so high caliber or all three. I think all of the above. All of the above. I think right now, first of all, I'm working on an a new hour for Comedy Central, so there's like a lot of Ooh. just things. Ooh. Size thirty seven waist. Probably yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I I don't think you went I'm, down though more. Thirty six maybe now. Ooh. I'm not going to name it anything. I don't think I'm going to name it. After my waist, I don't know what I'm going to name it. <laughs> Gail's backyard honey presents. Yo! Seriously, Gail's backyard honey presents. Um, <laughs> just, I perform yeah. right now. I kind of just really do it f- for me, in the oh. sense that like I don't. Not that I disregard the audience. I'm not just going to like bomb these, especially if people paid money. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah. not going to do that. Yeah, but. I really kind of don't let the audience, what they look like, what they're laughing at, dictate what I want to do. Uh-huh. Um, because I think like that's, you know, the the best comedy is like, I, I'm i going to tell you, I'm the one with the microphone. I'm the quotes professional. So like, let I don't care that you're the guy before me did jokes about some topic that might have been like hacky, let's say, and you're laughing at that. That's just not what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to dictate. Mm-hmm. The, the, the tempo right I'm the one on stage so because you're working on a new special now. yeah well but even beyond that like I just feel if I perform for like you said for the wait staff or if I I'm like oh so and so is here I then I'm not growing it's like if I have a true I have an agenda like mm-hmm. I have to do I have to work on jokes a B and C mm-hmm. then that's what I have to do right, right, right. so I mean look there's times where like you have to throw an audible where it's like 
somebody before you just absolutely annihilated uh-huh. and you may have to switch your plan and yeah. not open up because then you lose because then the audience doesn't you know the audience doesn't know like what you're doing they're just right. like you know because i'm not going to announce i'm working on a new special you just have to do it um it, they may think if you start out if the comedian before you crushed and then you start out slow uh-huh. the audience loses confidence in you so you have to at some time like there are some times where like somebody absolutely annihilates mm-hmm. and I'll do my closer from my hour special uh, because it's just going to work uh, but it's not a joke that I would typically want to do I can't do it from my, but I just need but to you do it need that to I need to do strong. it because I yeah, know it's yeah, going to yeah. get a big laugh yeah, yeah. and then and then I go into my new shit so I do throw audibles like that but who's the hardest person you followed who's the most difficult I would say it's two Jessica Kearson crushes uh-huh. like when she crushes it's like it's actually almost impossible to follow when she crushes <laughs> yeah. because she just she just crushes so hard and she does crowd work and material and she's like mm-hmm. a fucking tornado mm-hmm. she's really hard and then Godfrey is very hard to follow mm-hmm. because Godfrey can also annihilate most time ta- well Jessica now because she she um has kids and she actually just her um wife just ha- just today had um oh my god twins i wow. just got the picture so shout out congrats oh. jessica kirsten and, and wifey danielle mm-hmm. she's got four kids now so Whoa. she will not do the closing spots as much because she has to get home go back to being a mom but when she before she had children she would always close um because she just rips she just rips wow. so and and godfrey usually you don't have to follow because he'll go last but okay. if you're ever in a situation where you have to follow them right. sometimes esty if she really wants to test somebody like a brand new comic or for their audition she'll uh. switch like she'll move people around to make you follow someone that crushes and Crazy. then that gets really intimidating true true well, let's play some more comedy seller face who's who do you want to play next Rachel Feinstein. Shout out Rachel Feinstein and her husband Peter Brennan. I went Fire, to their wedding. Firefighter Peter Brennan. Yeah, I call, I just call Rachel Mrs. Brennan now, <laughs> even though she hasn't changed it because it's like I'm like you're a firefighter's wife. You're a firefighter. She loves it. She's she like loves it. hilarious. She loves it. He's a firefighter. I was like, you got to name your next special Mrs. Brennan, even though you're you're not changing your name. <laughs> <laughs> and then who? Oh, and then uh, Joe Mackey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel Feinstein and Joe Mackey. Some seller faves. Love Joe Mackey. Um, Linda Stefano, my mother's favorite comedian. Joe Mackey and Jim Gaffigan. Really? Yeah, they're both Catholic. That's <laughs> what it is. All right, let's play yeah. it. I got a dick pic recently. Um, I know. You never get a dick pic when you're expecting one. It's never, it's never like you're checking your inbox. Like, where the hell is that cock? It was supposed to be here four hours ago. That's why dick pics are hilarious. They're just very jarring. Just this rogue dick in the middle of your day. It's foolish. I was just looking at a beautiful tree and then I saw it come in. I'm like, oh dear, there's a cock. It just snaps you back into things. <laughs> I think they're hilarious because they're just so unnecessary. It's, it's like we already know the dick is there if we choose to call upon it. We don't need like a dirty little reminder. <laughs> and guys always look very stern for some reason. Whenever they send dick pics, they get very serious, you know? <laughs> I don't know why you have to look like a principal while you're holding your dumb dick. But that tool was just standing there just really letting me know I was in trouble, you know? It's different for you guys. Like, if you get a picture of a naked woman, that's exciting, you know? Because it means something important. It means that you might be inside of her soon, you know? It's it's good news. But yeah, we already know that dick is there. It's always just littered about. 
The street is littered with dicks. That's what I'm gonna call the special, by the way. Just the street is littered with dicks. Yeah, dick isn't important. That's why you can never use dick as an excuse. If you called up your friend and you were like late to his birthday dinner or something, you could be like, dude, I'm really sorry I'm late, but I think I'm gonna get some pussy. And he would understand, you know? But if I called up my friend on some important occasion in her life, some moment that she needed me to be there for her. And I was like, listen, um, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it tonight. Uh, it looks like I might be able to get my hands on some dick. <laughs> she would be like, the street is littered with dicks. he does this, but I like to look at people's Facebook pages regularly and just sort of judge the dumb shit they post on Facebook because it makes me feel like a better person. Yeah. What I've been doing lately is I'll just take a picture of someone's status and then I mail it out to my other friends. I'm like, look what this dickhead just put on Facebook. And then I go back to bed. I'm like, I've judged someone. I think I've done enough for the day. I think a lot of people don't know what Facebook is. I think that's the problem. I think some people think that Facebook is like some sort of a god that you tell your darkest secrets to every hour. They're like, finally, I found an all-encompassing space. I can litter my most confusing and personal thoughts throughout the day. Yeah, it's never the people you think either. I became friends with my accountant. He seemed like a reasonable man. I've been looking at his statuses and I think he's in a real dark place right now. His last status was just, I've never felt so alone and furious in my entire life. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Russell! Are you sure you can handle my 2015 returns? And then a few hours later, there'll be like a picture of some pasta that he ate. I'm like, okay, he's stabilized, thank God. I think a lot of people really think that they're gifting people with their daily Facebook thoughts. Like they really think they're stepping up onto some sort of like a Facebook balcony and just doling these, this brilliance out to all the peasants, you know? Like there's some sort of a lord, like here you are, you're welcome peasants. Now you know how to think, I'll lead you. It's always some pointless bullshit too. There's this one guy and his, his Facebook statuses infuriate me. His last status, he just wrote, we need to put an end to genocide once and for all, people. <laughs> That's what he gave us. I'm like, thank you so much for your controversial stance on genocide. <laughs> I was staunchly pro-genocide before I read your shattering Facebook expose. <laughs> he has no idea I'm in this rage cycle with his Facebook page. Like every morning I get up, I don't even remember how I know him. I think we might have worked at a pizza place together when I was like 15. Now literally every morning I leap to his page before even brushing my teeth and I'm like, what the fuck is it now, Kevin? You're sick of your bullshit. God damn it, shit. The problem is like, People like this shit, and that person thinks they're genius. There needs to be another choice besides like or dislike. You need to be able to choose, I now think you're unstable, or like, <laughs> I was considering sleeping with you, but after your genocide post, you won't be getting a whisper of puss from me. 
That's how I dole out puss to you guys in whispers. Just a dash of puss. <laughs> Another thing he does that makes me so angry is he'll write some long, like just pointless bullshit. And then at the end, I'll be like, this will be all I'll be saying on the subject. This is my final statement today. I like to announce that. Like, I won't be responding to any comments beneath. I'm like, you're not the president. There's not a press corps. Just begging for more of your daily bullshit. For the love of God, shut up. And a lot of people like to give you constant updates about some private medical procedure their relative is going through. It's just such a confusing instance. And then out of boredom, I'll just find myself following the shit. I don't even know this guy, and now I'm tracking his aunt's gastric bypass surgery. He's like, Pam has stabilized. The surgery was a massive success. I'm like, well, are there any pictures? Where's Pam? And there's just a picture of his aunt, unconscious, drooling on an operating table. She has no idea that he's been live Facebooking her entire surgery. I'll tell you what really grinds my gears, though. Charities. Yeah, I said it. Things just got real here, gang. I think they're a little too aggressive, a little too in your, in your face, if you ask me. Sure, you've had this happen. You go to the supermarket, and after they ring up all your stuff, they ask you if you want to make a donation right there in front of all the other people. That's not fair. Because depending on what I just purchased, it might ruin my excuse to avoid helping. Like one time I was at the supermarket, I purchased $30 worth of scented therapy candles. It's really no, nobody's business why I'd appreciate some space on that. <laughs> then the cashier asked me if I wanted to donate a dollar to the Save the Children's Fund. And normally in that situation, I'd just say, oh, sorry, I can't. Money's a little tight right now. <laughs> but since I just bought those candles, I politely explained to her, oh, I'm sorry, I don't care about the children. <laughs> and these do-gooders are everywhere. You can't avoid them. Turn on the TV, there was an ad that said you can feed a starving child for the price of a cup of coffee. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't care. But what bothers me about that ad is how they portray us hardworking coffee drinkers as some sort of freewheel and extravagant spenders going around to fancy parties, dropping $100 bills on coffee. That's not a real thing. That's why you won't see me at the coffee shop saying, ooh, double latte. Someone doesn't give a shit about orphans, you son of a bitch. These do-gooders are everywhere. I'm sick of them. Even that Bill Gates has gotten to the act. He's always trying to get people to donate to his charity, which is weird. He's the richest person ever. Why is the richest person ever asking the non-richest people ever to send him cash? But he defends it, saying that his fortune will be donated after he's dead. Me too. You'll have my donation over my dead body, Bill. And even during the NFL football matches, they keep having ads on for the NFL's Play 60 charity, which in case you don't know, is a charity to get kids to play. Because we have too many fat kids, I guess, I don't know. And that might sound like a dumb charity because it is. But it really made me think, 
Maybe the problem is America is doing so much better than so many poor countries in the world that to them, some of our problems would seem totally backwards when you explain them. They're like, hey Joe, how are things going in America? And I'm like, not so good. Too many fat kids. <laughs> Sometimes it just seems like there's too much food over here. I mean, we try giving those kids Nintendo Wii's to get fit, but <laughs> that was a disaster. Most of those children are dead now. <laughs> wow, your country's confusing, but please tell me more. Well, California's having its worst drought in decades. Well, that sounds bad. Is there famine? Is there mass starvation? Well, they're thinking of making it illegal for people to fill up their swimming pools. What the hell's a swimming pool? <laughs> You're not gonna like this. A swimming pool is a crocodile free, <laughs> private lake. We keep in our backyards, then never use. Wait, that sounds good. You've got a store of fresh drinking water for whenever you need it. No, 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 no. We poison the water. And if the pool's above ground, that means you're poor. Yeah, if your tank full of poison water isn't in a hole, you're very unsuccessful in this country. People drive by and say, look at that rube with all his above ground poison water. Wait, so you just needlessly throw money into a pool of water? No, that's a wishing well. It's a whole separate stupid thing. That's when you have money that you don't want to hold anymore, so you throw it. What do you do then? You make a wish. Do you believe that it comes true? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. We just had our great recession, the worst recession since the Depression. Well, that sounds bad. Are there giant bread lines and mass social unrest? Well, we had to get rid of these things called subprime mortgages. Well, what's that even mean? Well, now things are so bad that the only people that can buy a house are people that can afford to buy a house. There was like a 13-year period where you're giving mortgages out to poets. It was ridiculous. Poets should not have houses. They should be on the fringes of society with mimes. <laughs> wow, your country is a lot different than I expected. But at least it's a free country. It's not like Russia where you can just go around and spy on anyone you choose. There's been some changes in that area as well. <laughs> this fellow Edward Snowden proved that you can. Well, that sounds bad. Say whatever became of that guy. He moved to Russia to be free. <laughs> it's all going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, at least you have that, that basket to carry stuff in hell. Because there's crafts. And the last thing that grinds my gears is, is going to the pharmacy. Had to pick up a prescription the other day. That's why I think prescription drugs should be illegal. That way they would be easier to get. <laughs> I go to the pharmacist, it takes him 45 minutes to hand me a bottle 
we can literally both see <laughs> right behind us on the shelf. It's ridiculous. But on the other hand, drug dealers let you go to their house. I don't use legal drugs. I just like seeing the great customer service drug dealers provide. He's like, would you like any heroin or cocaine? I'm like, do you have any decongestant? He's like, the closest I have is meth. I'm like, cool, I'll take the meth to my lab. I'll reformulate it back into decongestant. It will still be quicker than Walgreens. Drugs are confusing. I saw a crazy anti-drug billboard that said in the 70s, heroin was 6% pure. But today, heroin's 90% pure. But that's a terrible way to get kids to not use drugs. <laughs> Stay away from drugs, kids. Why? The quality's improved dramatically, that's why. <laughs> Don't question anything again. Thank you all so much, I really appreciate it. Rachel Feinstein, Joe Mackey. Not only seller faves, friends. Mm. Of yours. Close friends. Ian Edwards, actually Ian Edwards, Rachel mm. Feinstein, Joe Mackey, and Amy Schumer, who we're going to get to, are all four, four good friends. Aww. That's the first time. Like, well, I not only do I know mm-hmm. them all, like, I really know them all. Mm-hmm. Rank like, them. Rank them, though. Like, big, um, okay, no. ranks. <laughs> let's see. Well, let's ask you questions. Like, who are you going to call to bail you out of jail of those four? Out of Ian Edwards, Rachel Feinstein, Joe Mackey, or Amy Schumer. I'm probably going to call Amy Schumer. She has the most money. Who That's are you it. going to you know, name fuck as Mary your Co. child's? Godparent. As my child's godparent, I will give that to um, Rachel Feinstein because her husband's a firefighter. And so she definitely, um, and I know that her husband, mandatory, they uh, make each other uh-huh. uh, every six months get CPR recertified. Who's going to babysit? Babysit, I'll say Ian Edwards because he's vegan and I know my kid will have a healthy meal. These are all good answers. Who are you taking to church? Joe Mackey. <laughs> He's Catholic. He's a champion Who of the Catholics. Who would you go if you had to? If you were doing a worldwide stand-up tour Ooh. for the next ten years? Ten years. Who would, would I bring on the road with me yeah, for ten years? <sighs> As you grow old together. As we grow all together, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Ian Edwards because he's a vegan and I know we'll have healthy choices mm. for yeah. food. Yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you get you can get. That's the thing with going on the road. It's like, you know, I only know one comedian who actually practices what practices what he preaches, and I'll mention him again. It's Godfrey. Mm-hmm. He brings with him. He doesn't care that he has to check his bag and he flies every weekend. He brings with him his own George Foreman grill, <laughs> and instead of g- ever, he never Shut eats. Up. He never eats. Um, Comedy club food, uh-huh. he goes, the first stop he makes is uh-huh. when the club picks him up, uh-huh. he goes to a supermarket and shops for the weekend and only makes and cooks his own food and will only stay in a hotel, will make the club pay for a hotel that has a built-in kitchen. Holy shit. So, he'd re- so there's been times where he's told us the club will have like a really nice hotel like lined up for them, but it has no kitchen. Uh-huh. So he'll stay in like a bullshit like Candlewood mm-hmm. Suites yeah. just to get the kitchen because he's like, I don't care about the luxury. I need to eat the right food. Uh, let me ask you this. Which venue has the best food of all the venues? We've talked about this a lot uh, amongst peers. In New York City, uh-huh. in New York City, uh-huh. Comedy Cellar has the best wings, <laughs> the best wings of all time, uh-huh. the best food overall uh-huh. as far as a menu goes used to be The Stand. Okay. Had very, yeah, very, yeah. very good food. But the stand, because their menu was so good, made the comedy seller up their game. And now the comedy seller's menu is fantastic. They still have the best wings. Uh-huh. And the stand's been closed. I think it's reopening soon. But they had like, the stand was like gourmet food. Best place to take a shit, stand up New York. Private Why? bathrooms, private mm-hmm. bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Worst yeah. place to take a shit, comedy seller. Mm-hmm. Comedy seller proper, worst place to take a shit. Yeah. The Village Underground, 
one of the best places to take a shit. The reason why Stand Up New York gets <laughs> the edge is because Stand Up New York doesn't have a bathroom attendant. Comedy Cellar Whoa. does. Bathroom attendants, I just, I, I don't know anybody who likes them. And no, I don't yeah. know why venues can, can listen, I want, the com, I want the Village Underground attendant to have a job. He's a great guy. Yeah, Wait, yeah. there's one at the Village Underground? Absolutely. Oh, that's right. You know, there's not one in the women's bathroom. Really? We always talk about this because when we're in production on the Cellar Show, I'm there like literally five nights a week. And Christian always talks about needing a dollar to tip the bathroom attendant. Yeah, and you guys but don't have one. there isn't oh one in the female God. room. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah we so have like more things that we need though. But there's yeah. more men frequenting the bathroom, I think. Right. Uh, and I guess men can fuck up the bathroom more. I, I don't guess. Know. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard for us to move our I don't know. pee around. Mm. No. <laughs> fucking well, women well fuck it up too. I went to pick up <laughs> I went to pick up my daughter yesterday. It's all female teachers and I had to use the bathroom while she was getting ready. I just had to pee quick. And I mean somebody like blew it up, like shit streaks everywhere. I was like, What are you doing? You don't doing? think it was a child? You're no no no, no it was the adult teacher? bathroom. No, it was the adult bathroom. Oh. Yeah. That's and also it's like a, a like a child's not gonna have shit streaks like their poops are this like little baby poops. I enjoyed learning like from you poops. yesterday, Chris, that you you get an alert when your daughter pees or poops. 2019, there's an app right now that the um, schools, all the schools, you know, you can download if you want, and it uploads pictures of your child, uh, what your child ate, how much of it she ate, and also if she's when she's peeing or pooping. Surveillance state. Yep. Surveillance state. It says Mark it Zuckerberg says, is using that data right now to probably. sell your daughter ads. Yeah, I'll get a notification. It'll say potty PP or it'll say potty BM bowel movement. Mm, bowel movement. Got it. I mean, That's look, so it's good. It's a. It's for me right mm -hmm. now. Selfishly, mm -hmm. it makes me feel better, like knowing what my daughter's up to. It's not going to be that way for her her school next year. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm going to have to get used to just having to be like she's okay. She's in school because yeah, we do live in a world now where it's like you fucking don't know. A lot of shit happens in schools. It's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. So it's like it's a nervous time to be a parent. But Dad, I'm in high school. Stop tracking my bowel movements. <laughs> Send him. I know. Oh, you don't know what to say loose. real quick? Just yeah. life stuff? Yeah. So I've had a lot of pilots in my life, right? Like <laughs> like uh, entertainment pilots. I'm like, I think I'm 0 for 9. I just got a pilot, another pilot with Comedy Central. I'll tell you guys about it when we can. I straight up thought you meant like airplane pilots until Those two seconds ago. Airplane pilots, for sure. But You've television pilots. pilots. Yes. I'm 0 for 9. Yeah. I've gotten, this is the ninth pilot coming oh up. Oh my God. Yeah. That, is that a real statistic? Swear to God. So hopefully this will be the one that gets on the air. You know, people say, oh my God, are you so excited about the pilot? The short answer is yes, I am very excited about the pilot. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I'm very aware now after going 0 for 9 or 0 for 8. And for f a few of those pilots, I was so let down and hurt and was just like thinking about, talk to me when the show gets picked up. Talk to me when the show gets picked up. Yeah. Not thinking about what actually, why I am excited, why I'm saying the answer is yes, I am very excited about the pilot is because what doesn't really matter uh -huh. is if the show gets picked up. I mean, it does. I'd love for the show to get picked up, but the journey now of making another television show and the friends you make and the opportunities you get and what mm -hmm. you learn, mm -hmm. thats it's all about the journey, right? Right. That's what it's all about. And I didn't realize. So yes, I'd, I'd be let down mm -hmm. if the show didn't get on the air, but it would be for like an hour yeah. as opposed to five pilots ago would be like three weeks like don't talk to me because yeah. I'm thinking it's all about the show getting picked up but it's really never about that Yeah, it's about the journey it's like going to an interview it's like you, you practice your interview skills every time even yeah. if you don't get the job they said Chappelle did 20 before he got the Chappelle show. That's what I was going to ask. I That's what they say. There's like some kind of like standard, like yeah. how many, like the percentage of shows that get picked Gaffigan up. Gaffigan did about six, I think, like actual network pilots. So it's it's a com. That's why like overnight successes. Some somebody said I remember I remember this in 2004 when Dane Cook like blew up. Mm -hmm. um, I remember uh, I was in college and one of my 
classmates like oh my god and i believe this at the time too because i wasn't in comedy yet it's like this guy's like an overnight success and mm-hmm. it's like right yeah, dane yeah. cook started comedy in 1988 with bobby kelly and gary goleman in 1988 in boston is when he started they were 18 wow so it's like 88 88 and in 2004 you finally hear of him so it's That's like this crazy. it's again i'll remind the listeners of my favorite guy winston churchill success is not final <laughs> Failure. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. So just continue. I'm cursing continuation. Did I tell you guys that I went to Winston Churchill High School? What? Yeah. Wow. Love. Love. Love Winnie. Churchill Bulldogs. You go Bulldogs. Go Winnie Bulldogs. the Churchill. So yeah, so that's just, you know, just we got to keep it going, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any um, part of life. Is there an example of a true overnight success, do you think? Well, overnight. That's a great question. Maybe like Meghan Markle or someone who like, Something went to something. my high school. Yes, correct. Not our mascot though. Wow, and yeah. cannibal cop Gilberto Val went to my high school. Look him uh, up. Maybe an overnight success. A murder would cop. be an overnight success. Yeah, if it's just your first murder. True. But you have to be famous from the first murder, oh, you know which who's is uncommon. An overnight success. Ken Bone from the 2016. Yes. William Hung. Okay. Overnight yes. success. That's not a success. Where is he now? Sanjaya. 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 Overnight no, success. That, uh, that season was a lot of episodes. But I'm saying overnight. I don't know. Who's an overnight? Yeah, Who's it's, an it's overnight because success. like you think it's overnight, but really like they've worked. For Lil Lil Nas X, mm. Old Old Town Road, overnight yes. success. Yeah, but that Lil Nas X was making money, uh, making music before that. That just didn't. You know what I mean? It's true. It's like I'm talking about like Thursday you have nothing, Friday you have everything. There has to be an example. I mean, when when you win the lotto, but, that's an overnight success. But it's like. But so it w- an overnight success would have to be someone that hasn't been working at this for years. So it'd be like yeah. their first right. time writing a song. And yeah. then that's so hard to know. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like you can <gasps> like your life, like, for example, like Michelle Wolf, when she did the correspondence dinner, mm-hmm. she became super famous overnight. But that's right. not an overnight yeah, success. That's a she tipping was, point. That's a tipping point. She was yeah, working yeah, for yeah. years. She was like the hardest working comedian. But let's look up overnight success comedians yeah. and see if there's But any. still what happened to Michelle Wolf is still a lot it's very rare in twenty nineteen oh, yeah. that it happens like the, or twenty eighteen when it happened. Or that is it quick. I think it's actually more likely to happen now, but also your sh- your star shines for a shorter period of time. Right. Like you could be an overnight success and you're the biggest deal in the world and trending for like forty eight hours, and then no one knows who you are. Right. Ken Bone. Ken Bone is a good and one. I guess Fuck there's a difference you. between overnight fame and overnight success. Yeah, because that damn Daniel kid was an overnight success when it's sure. just the video went viral. Damn Daniel and Ellen gave him a life life uh, time supply of Ellen, vans. Ellen does a lot of overnight successes. That's On her of, show. That's kind of her Very thing. Very true. But that's because they're kids so they haven't even had that many nights. Like, they <laughs> just, just yeah. they're so young. True. Jojo Siwa? No. Who's that? Justin Bieber? But again, Bieber, I know I know he be- Usher worked Ooh, with him for uh, years. Um, left Shark? Who's Left Shark? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think I win yeah because well unless well, I don't know what Left Shark is um, who's that Left the Super Shark, Bowl like maybe four Katie or five Perry's years ago Katy Super Bowl show oh that's right there was a shark yeah left, left Shark no but again no because think about the work was it a guy or a girl I don't know it was a shark well, think, a sh- about, well think about the work that Shark had to do to even be next to Katy Perry at the Super Bowl you have to be very talented one dancer one of the best mascot dancers yeah, yeah. that's actually true it's tough Fuck, there's not one I can't think of one an overnight, it doesn't, um, hmm. It's like, I think maybe if you are, it has to be the night you're born. Like, again, I'm going like to the nor- royal. Like Northwest. Like the royal Fucking Navy, Jesus, exactly. overnight success. No. No, he was preaching for years. He also died and then came back. No, but he was That's born. Overnight. Well, that was three days. That's not overnight. That's three nights. But when he was, I'm saying he was born, it's a miracle birth. 
All right. That's true. I think Northwest Ivy. That's a good. Those are good examples. Apple Paltrow. Yeah, who's Whatever. old now? Apple Martin. She like went to prom or something recently. Maybe not. Well, another great episode. Yes, it's comedy been a fu- seller faves. Cut seller faves. We're gonna end it with Amy Schumer. Yes, a the closer. Fave. Ooh, what about Snooky? Yes, I want to say yes. I want to say all the Jersey Shore yes overnight successes, but. You know, there was a ten thousand person casting call sure. for that, and the only they only picked five. Yeah. So they had to do That's something. Really 10, That's the thing when people say they have no talent. It's like, I hear what you're saying, but these people are still picked five out of ten thousand. Mm-hmm. So overnight success, Kim Kardashian, because it was a sex tape, so it was overnight. Ooh. Good call. Oh, we're like <laughs> Kevin Federline. Yeah. Someone who just like does some one thing and then becomes so famous because they did the right thing near the right person. Mm. Like yeah, if you save true. the president's life or something. True. Right. But not this one. Not it's out of nowhere. But the next oh, one. I got one. Well, it's not, again, it's not overnight. I mean, but you become famous overnight for yeah. a heroic thing, but it's not like, because I could say Sully. Sully. Yeah, but he's been a great, I mean, he yeah, fought, he was, been, he was in Vietnam. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. He's had more than eight pilots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo, that was the best thing I've heard all day. All right. Well, well leave on a high. Leave on a high or a low because I'm all for eight. Yeah. But I'm going to go one for nine. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm going to fucking have three things in development with this fucking network. If they don't pick one up, Nicole, Nicole, if they don't pick up one of my shows, I say me and you walk. Let's walk. Let's walk. Okay. Let's walk. We'll do our fucking show from fucking. um, Where could we do our show? I don't know. Actually, you know what? Let's stay because (laughs) I don't want to deal deal with. This American life. Yeah, but it's just like too much. It's so convenient to get here. So let's just stay regardless. so convenient to get here. But definitely be mad with me for like one episode. I'll be mad with you. All right, cool. I have a lot of power here. Perfect. But yeah, let's definitely stay. It's like a nice setup here. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Bye. I'm so glad you guys are staying. (laughs) I'm so glad I figured that out. Amy Schumer. So, uh, I don't know if uh, if Deacon asks if anybody's celebrating anything, but I know that I don't care. I, I've got something really big going on. I finally just slept with my high school crush. Right? Thank you. Thank you, but now he like expects me to go to his graduation. I'm busy. Really busy. Uh, I know this shirt's a little weird. It kind of makes me look pregnant, but, you know, dress for the job that you want, so. Uh, No, I don't want a baby. That's creepy. Uh, I don't know. I don't want kids or marriage. The only ring I'm interested in is the Nuva ring. And I think it's because it fits like a glove. I should though, you know, I'm like, I'm almost 30, but this is what I do for a living. I get wasted every night. I live like I'm in college, but my girlfriends are all living normal adult lives. So they call me and they're like, Aim, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, what are you gonna do? (laughs) No. They're like, no, we own a home. Like we've been trying. I'm like, I'll drive you. That's the subject of my favorite reality show. I love that show, Teen Mom. Or if you're from the South, Mom. I, um... They don't wait, right? Uh, Did you see the new one this week? Cover your ears if you didn't, spoiler alert. Turns out, this week, the guy wasn't ready to be a father. Can you believe it? 
I, he just made varsity. I can't believe it. <laughs> so people, you know, they always just assume that I'm shallow, you know, because I'm so pretty. <laughs> God, why'd you do it? But, uh, so hard. No, I'm okay. I know what I look like. Like, you'd bang me, but you wouldn't blog about it. I know what's happening. <laughs> complaining at all, you know. Nobody's ever tweeted, you won't believe who I'm inside, but I do fine, you know. Especially during summer, that's when I really bring it, but uh... No, I'm not, I'm not shallow at all. I'm not, like the guy I'm actually dating right now isn't even good looking. You know, nobody's ever like, who's that? They're like, is he okay? I'm like, should we call someone? I'm like, no, that's his face. Maybe we should call someone. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, I've just never cared about stuff like that. You know? He's so rich that... Um, <laughs> doesn't come up. It's weird. I don't know. I can't hear him under the back, but... Uh, he... No, I'm kidding. He's cute. He is. He looks like one of the guys from the hills. Have eyes. Um... <laughs> Gross. Uh, don't feel bad for him. He's a total piece of shit. He is. I just walked in on him masturbating. He's like, are you mad? I'm like, uh, no, but you seem to be. Holy shit. I'm like, does it owe you money? What's going on? He never chokes me like that. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> Man. A lot of hot couples here tonight. You guys, how long? No, how long? Good for you, sir. Big dick, great. These are sexy. You're hot. When did you get out? Recently. What's your name? What? Don Diego? That's a lot of names. Your, your mom got greedy. That's a mouthful. That's sexy, though. Where are you from? Denver? Okay. Okay. See, Don Diego, and I feel ridiculous saying that, that's why... It's a hot name, but Denver, like, that's why they need Google in the delivery room, right? So when your mom was like, I'm gonna name him Don Diego, Google would show up and say, did you mean Steve? Shorter. He's hot though, he is. Don Diego, I wouldn't even report you if you date raged me, I really wouldn't, look at him. He's not hot, right? Well, I would, but just to see you at the lineup. I'd be like, Don Diego! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Can he see me? Uh, is that how you guys met, or? <laughs> it's only rape if you remember it. So, um, I'm a teacher. I teach things. I feel like in general, women were better at making plans, right? Fair to say that. Unless it's for a threesome, right? 
Then men become fucking event planners. Why are you holding a clipboard and wearing a headset? What's... Like, is that the Braveheart soundtrack playing? I don't... Half of his face is painted. I'm like, this is... This is scary. Oh, God. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.